to talk about weakness, uh, a topic that is not so sexy or like amazing, but it's very relevant, right? Um, I actually wanted to talk about that for a long time because I realized, ah, oh, there's something in weakness that is actually very powerful. There's something, there's a secret in almost in weakness, but it's not so comfortable weakness. And so uh, maybe you're the same. For me, growing up, when I was younger, I thought I'm the man. <laughs> the, then the man. But I'm telling you, the older I get, the more I realize I'm, I'm not really the man. Like, I'm the man. I'm, I'm a man. I'm a great man. But I'm not the man. I don't have it all together. I don't, I'm not, do, do not know everything. I'm not good at everything. I have a lot of weakness. So maybe it's the same. And I think that's a good place to arrive when you realize there is weakness. Anybody know some weakness about themselves? Yeah, yeah. We don't, we're not going to share now and make a round. But... <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad, online as well. Yeah, I see that hand, thank you. <laughs> um, but you know, it's special. Today's world, we probably are confronted with weakness more than ever. We, we see weakness everywhere. There are crises everywhere. And um, the interesting thing is, even with Christians, it doesn't stop there. Sometimes I wish, you know, like the Passover, like the one thing that we celebrated last week when in Egypt the, the Jews were there and they just had to basically, you know, put the blood on the doorframe and all the death passed them. All the judgment passed them. Sometimes I wish it would be like with weakness. You just follow Jesus and there is no weakness no more. How good would that be? But it's not like that. Sickness hits us still, even when we believe in Jesus, crisis, we sometimes even lose jobs, we have to run, we have the difficulties, even after you said yes to Jesus, or maybe even because you said yes to Jesus. So, and then you're in, you're in this difficult place, because suddenly you realize, oh my goodness, now I'm a Christian, I have weakness, but I have all those Bible words, God works, you know, all things for good for those who love Him, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'm like, how do I get to bring that, those two things together now? And it's important, obviously, we're going to look at the context of all those Bible verses, but it's also important to remember that we actually live in a time where God's kingdom where there is no weeping anymore, no sickness anymore, no sorrows, no pain anymore. This kingdom of God has started here, but it's not complete yet. So we live in a time of now and not yet. We see healing, but not everybody yet is healed. We see wholeness, we see peace, but not everywhere is peace. And so it's important to remember, we are living in that strange time of now and not yet. And we are confronted with weakness day in and day out. And so um, I'm really glad, you know, that we have in the Bible so many amazing examples of people who went through weakness, who had extreme weakness. Some people, there was a whole country who was in weakness. When you look at the Jews when it was in the time of Moses, like the people of God, they would be slaves in a foreign country. How bad is that? Seriously. 
How bad? That's really far from ideal, right? That's really not ideal. Man, that's bad. That's not a good situation to be in. David, the King David. I mean, now we know, we know, we talk about it in the man of the God's heart, but that was a time when he was known as the little one, the one who would be overlooked. He would be the one that would be called from the, from the king, say, come and help and serve in my, in my castle. But then one time, suddenly the king would start to chase him and try to kill him. That would be so much injustice. He had to run and sleep in, in caves. That times of weakness. That's like, he, he didn't feel like the man then. He'd be like, why? What the heck did I do wrong? Why me? Esther, Queen Esther, as well. We now talk about her and like all the great stories, but the reality is she was not in an ideal situation. The Jews again were in exile, not where they're meant to be. Then there's a new law where basically it's a genocide where like it's allowed to kill all the Jews. Man, how bad is that? It's like the worst. And obviously, you now say, but you know, that's not how it ended. But back then, they didn't know that. <laughs> they just were in bad times. The widow, like they were, she was like, so in the, you read about her in the, in the Bible, the prophet comes to her and says, make me some food, you know, some real good Swiss bread. And she's like, all right, I'm going to do. It's like almost sarcastic when you read the Bible. Like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to use my last flour, my last oil, then I'm going to make you a bread, and then I'm going to starve for death. That's how she said it. Like she was, that, she was not in a great place. But God made a miracle afterwards. Peter, the, the, the disciple Peter, would disown Jesus, be so afraid of everybody, he was in weakness. I mean, he didn't feel like the man then. Probably like some other disciples said, come on, Peter, big mouth before when Jesus was alive. And now, like, look, you're shitting your pants. Oh, sorry. You, like, you have to run. You're so, you know. <laughs> sorry, guys. So, do you see, we are in good company in the Bible. There are a lot of people who went through weakness. But I want to I dive, in, dive into some different chapters of weakness, and you might want to take some notes. But before we talk about that, I want to really make sure to acknowledge there is great pain in weakness. Often we talk about weakness and we say, ah, oh, but God is strong, amen, brother. But, be, but there's, just weak, there's just pain. Sometimes there's just pain. There's a lot of pain that comes with weakness. You, you might sit here and you're in pain. Emotional pain, physical pain, you feel weak, you don't feel able, it's hard, it's hard. And sometimes there's, not, there's no easy solution. Jesus went through extreme pain. When he was at the Garden of Gethsemane, we read that, that in Luke chapter 22, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Before it says, but yours be done. And the angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, we read. So an angel had to come to strengthen Jesus because he was so weak, so afraid. And sometimes we feel like that, so weak, so afraid. 
And then pain is asking, why me? Probably Jesus said, why do I have to do that? And you might ask as well, why do I have to experience that pain? Why do I have to go through that hardship? Why do I have to experience that? Why me? And there's no easy solution. And we need to live sometimes within that tension. Because I want to always give answers like the friends of Job. You know, they came. Job is a man in the Bible. You can read about him. And he like lost everything. He lost his reputation, his job, his health, his family, his belongings, everything. And then his the friends came and they all had good answers. Why? But no answer was good enough. There's sometimes times in our lives where there's no quick answer good enough. And it only changed when God spoke. And for me, sometimes it means that I have to shut up. Because, like, I have that marital problem where I try to fix everything. Do you know that? Wait, I don't have to be the fixer, I just have to be the listener. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I help some men right now. <laughs> um, and it's really hard for me. Um, but I realize the one thing that I can do in those moments is be there and have compassion for whatever my wife has gone through or whatever somebody else in my, in my world goes through and not give a quick answer. And sometimes, especially as Christians, we're the first ones to say, ah, you know, I have a word of God for you. But actually, that's not what we need right then. We need just somebody who listens and say, oh, I'm so sorry that you have to go through that. And then we can pray. We can always pray, maybe not even loud, but silently. Because when God speaks, things change, amen? Because our words, they might not be always right. Because some people in the Bible, they said, oh, this man is blind because of that. And Jesus said, shut up. No, it's not because of that. We don't know always why people go through whatever they go through. And sometimes we can pinpoint, but sometimes we're totally wrong. So let's get better in dealing with people who go through hard times. Amen. But the second thing, there's pain and weakness, but there's also big misconception with weakness. We see weakness and we have sometimes the wrong perspective. So in the Bible, we read in Philippians 4, chapter, uh, chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I believe that verse 100%. Amen? I do. But what we believe sometimes is say like, all right, if you're weak, that means you don't really trust God enough. If you're weak, you don't, your faith is not strong enough. You might not have prayed enough because otherwise you could do all things. But we forget that this Bible verse actually tells us a different story. Peter, like Paul was, was saying here, saying like, you know what? I had times of need, times of plenty. Times of sickness, times of health. And I could do all these things through Christ who strengthened me. So what this verse actually saying is, I can be weak. God gives me strength to be weak. He help, he, with him I can be in need. That's actually what it says. And you see, we have almost got a wrong like, concept of weakness. 
And we think, oh, when you're weak, something's wrong with your faith. But sometimes it's actually God gives you grace to deal with your weakness. So you might sit here and think like, you know, you're not valuable enough because you can't handle enough. But that's not how God sees it. God doesn't expect the same of everyone. He doesn't expect, we, we think I should be handling as much as that person because he's stronger than me. She can handle more than me. But God doesn't think like that. He says, I'm gonna, whatever I gave you, that's what matters. So in the Bible, we read about that poor woman who gave her very little tithing. And Jesus said, ah, that means so much to me. So you might really feel like, I don't have much. I have mentally, physically, in many ways, resources. I have less to give than others. But what God is asking is, what do you do with that little that you have? So he's not like thinking, oh, I'm expecting the same of you as I expect of you. Because you might live in a different situation than you are. So let's stop comparing ourselves and think I'm only as valuable when I can do as much as the other person. I'm as valuable because God has given it the ultimate price for me. Amen? That's why I'm valuable. Not because I can do much. Because when we track going to that, down that road, we try to compare ourselves and we are down the hole, fall down a pit hole of self-pity. And we forget that God is asking us, what are you going to do with that little that I gave you? So there's a misconception and weakness. But thirdly, there's also danger and weakness. There's a big danger and weakness because what can happen is when you're weak, you try to isolate yourself because I don't want to show anybody my real weakness. I don't want to lose my face, so I'm just going to hide. I'm going to hide behind a mask. I'm going to retreat. I'm not coming to church because I don't want to show people the real me. It's too hard. And you know what? Sometimes it is really hard because Christians are really not graceful. <laughs> but I hope we can be a community where we can be weak. I don't mean that you have to always like oh, show all my weakness and parade it, but is there somebody in your world who sees your weakness? Is there one or two or three people that you can be really, really real with? Because you need it. Because otherwise, when you retreat in being in isolation, bad things can happen. And the most of all, you lose, to, you lose to live your life because God has still given you something to give. And we read in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17, a friend loves at all times and the brother is born for a time of adversity. You know, my friendship never grew bigger than in times of weakness. When I could get over myself and say, boys, wife, I'm weak, I need you. When I can say, hey, Marion, can you pray for me? Marion, yeah, I know, I stuffed up, man. I don't know how to do it, man. I have no energy for my kids anymore. <laughs> you know, the, 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 then it gets suddenly like she can actually be there for me. 
then our marriage grows bigger, stronger. When a friend says, hey, I'm really going through a hard time. Can I just come over to your place and help you in the garden? He doesn't lose my respect. He gains even more respect. And our relationship grows so much better. And now we look back and like, remember the old times when you had to, because that's the only thing you could do is gardening. And we did gardening together. And look at where we are now. That's awesome. So isolation. Second thing is shame and condemnation. You know, there is, there is no shame and condemnation in weakness. But we can fall into that trap of condemning ourselves. But the devil condemns us. He says, oh, you're a loser. You're a loser. No, there's nothing anymore God can do with your life. There's a danger that we give that voice ears and start to believe it. But actually, the Bible says, come to me, all you are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle. How good is that? God is gentle. When we come with our weakness to him, him like, he doesn't say, oh, you just didn't do that right. He says, I'm gentle. Come in, into my hand, into my arms. I'm going to comfort you. I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. There's another danger. It's self-pity. Oh, I'm, I'm poor me. Everybody else had a better life. Why me? And you know what? Um, me telling somebody else, don't have the self-pity is sometimes dangerous because sometimes I actually need to grow in feeling for somebody else. It's like, I'm sorry that you have to go through that. But for if I go through difficult times, I can tell myself, do I fall into self-pity or not? And what, what, we, what, what happens if we do that, we start to realize we are the victim and as a victim mentality, our whole perspective changes. We don't only see our, ourselves as victims. And, and victims, they can't help anymore. Victims are just victims. But you know, maybe in your weakness, God can still use you as a blessing to others. And if you stay in a victim mentality, self-pity, you, you're not going to see that. that. Not saying that some people are victims of stuff. Not saying that this is not true, but... The ultimate victim is Jesus. He took the victim place for all of us. The fourth thing is defeat. The feeling of, I lost once, I'm, I'm a loser. I couldn't handle that small group once, I can't run a small group anymore. That happened with me, I remember very well. I came up to my past and said, I have to stop my small group. I'm no good. Everybody else is better than me. <laughs> You know that? Like everybody else. And then he just encouraged me. And I realized I don't want to have the mentality of defeat. I am weak. I was a foreigner in Australia, speaking a foreign language, being younger than most of others. I, I was weak, but that doesn't mean that I cannot run a small group. Maybe I... God still wants to use me there. So you're getting that. There's a danger in weakness. But you know what? There's also power in weakness. And I want to finish there.
Because weakness makes us dependent. It makes us dependent on God. It makes us dependent on Him. Suddenly we realize we need God. When we are weak, we realize we need Him. It says in Isaiah, even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Hey, friend, let's be dependent on God. Let's realize we need God. Because even if you're young, you will grow weary. There is going to be weakness in even in young people. That you're going to grow weary and you need God. And that's amazing. So often I'm sitting there and realizing, God, man, I, 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 don't, I have nothing to give. Now I need to do a message. Now I need to speak there. Now I have a small group, and I'm on this. And I'm like, I need to go to church, talk to people. I have nothing to give. I don't feel like I always have something to give. But then I realize, oh, how good is that? Because the only bad thing would be if now I would think I could do it on my own. That's the only bad thing. But if that weakness draws me to Jesus, I will receive strength. Amen. Second power is it brings us to our knees to pray. I've never prayed as much as in hard times. And some of you, you think like, why does it take hard times to get us to pray? But sometimes it just gets. It just needs it, but it's powerful. And when we start to pray, God starts to work. And I'm just really excited to hear a story from Annalisa, and you know her, and she is, um, she's going to share a story from her hardest times in her teaching career. So why don't we give a bigger hand as you come up on stage. I'm so glad that you share that. That's a really bold from your life. Yeah. It was really the worst as a teacher. Still like a film in front of me. Three years ago, hey, that challenging class, I can't handle it anymore. It's, it's a chaos. The sixth graders are, are not following my instructions. The fifth grader <laughs> hide on the balcony shouting nasty words. What a situation for me coming out of a teacher's dynasty. It's, it's just impossible. God, where are you? I don't know what to do anymore. My knees are shaking and I can't walk straight anymore. But I know I have to get help. Me, to get help of a school director. I had to go there. Deeply ashamed. She comes and tries to sort out the situation, but without me, I just have to be excluded, rejected from my own class. I have to sit in front of the classroom. And then I start to cry uncontrollably. Just, God, it's the worst. My best friend, later on in the afternoon, just, she just has to bear my sobbing, endless sobbing. And I realize I have to get up teaching. The worst, 
the worst scenario. I'm so weak, so dizzy. I'm, I don't, don't know where my head is. I mean, just my thoughts are spinning. God, why me? Why me? First, the challenge of my hands. Then the deadly illness when I was 20. And now this is a burnout. A burnout. Me who loves teaching so much. Many friends come because I was even close to suicide thoughts. They come and encourage me, try to encourage me. Friends came even to take the Lord's Supper with us. I really went on my knees. Sorry for these kind of thoughts. It's not me anymore. It's so dark. Long walks with my doggy, prayer walks, help me. My best friend tries to call me nearly every day. Slowly, I start to realize God is still my refuge. His everlasting arms are underneath. And I get healed step by step. And I'm healed. I'm healed now, otherwise I wouldn't be here. And you know what? I teach again. I'm teaching at... I'm teaching a class of refugee kids from the Ukraine. Not knowing the language, just a few words in Russian and Ukrainian. But I try. Knowing that the Holy Spirit is alongside me in this classroom. Knowing that he's here. And trusting that his power is made perfect in weakness. Thank you. What a powerful testimony, hey? God's perfect is made, God's love, God's strength made perfect in our weakness. I want to finish with that. You know, there is an amazing light of Jesus in you. His, when you said yes to Jesus, his light filled your hearts. And you know what? We are not like this cardboard, strong, but no light to shine through. We're not like that. In the Bible says we are like jars of clay. Fragile. Maybe like this, but God's light shines through it. So let me just encourage you with that. God's light wants to shine through you in your weakness, especially in your weakness. So let's be people who embrace that. Let's be people who say, you know what, I'm not ashamed anymore. I don't hide from it, but whatever God entrusted to me, I'm going to do it because He's going to give me strength. And if there's weakness, I'm going to be honest with it. And we're going to now just have a moment where 
you quickly give God, give, give God a chance to speak to you. And I think it's going to be a moment where God wants to comfort, comfort us, remind us that, hey, with this jar of clay, there are cracks everywhere. But through the cracks, God wants to shine His light. Through your cracks of your lives, through all the hardship, the feeling of, I can't do it, that doesn't make you less val valuable, that doesn't make you less usable for God because He wants to shine through you. And maybe it's time to be open again and say, God, I don't want to hide anymore. Maybe it's time for you to get comfort from Jesus when you realize, you know what, I tried to get comfort every, everywhere else. And maybe it's time to say, I'm going to trust Him with my weakness, in my weakness. He can still do great things. And that great might be very little, my dear friends. But if that little we do with great love, it makes a great difference, my people. Let's not value little or big. But let's just say, you know what, whatever we are, we let God's light shine through us. Amen? Why don't we stand up and, and you give God an answer in worship. You give, give Him an answer. You get honest. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship say that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye